Okay, you know what? I'm gonna look up. No, 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 Ken, you can't do that. This is gonna be raw, real, unscripted, organic, straight from the farm. Oh, yeah. All natural. Yeah. Okay. podcast by the Art of Hospitality Co. I'm your host, Kenzie Peters. And I'm your co-host, Bella Ponce. We're just two friends with a passion for making people feel valued and empowering them to do the same. Hospitality has become a lost art form in our generation, and it's time we reclaim it for what it was truly designed to be. Learn and grow with us as we talk about the purpose, posture, and practice of biblical hospitality alongside other women who inspire and model a lifestyle of service. So come on in, pull up a chair, and remember, you're always invited. Hello, and welcome to episode three of the podcast. We're so glad to be back with you. Bella, how's it going? How was your week? I think I was supposed to ask you that. (laughs) How has your week been, Ken? What? Are you avoiding a question? <laughs> Dodging it like a bullet. <laughs> okay. Um, my week has been good. I feel like Waco is finally cooling down. Praise the Lord. It has been so hot. And it's finally under 100 degrees. So I will take it. Fourth of July is coming up. So that's Ooh. fun. I'm just really trying to find a body of water to jump in. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice. That's not dirty. So... We'll see if that happens. Are you excited for the fourth? I am. I'm excited to be hanging out with some friends. And fireworks are legal here. So yeah, I heard they're super fun. Um, yeah, I'm excited to experience a Texan 4th of July. Yeah, I think we're supposed to be going to this um, party that someone from church is hosting. Speaking of hospitality. Mm. Um, <laughs> and... It's going to be crazy. Like, there's going to be probably, I'm guessing, over 100 people oh, from yeah. the, the sounds of it. Because he's putting it in all the group chats and all the young adults are coming out of the woodwork. So, it should be fun. We'll see. But, yes. Why don't you just start us off? Let's jump in to our little segment that we like to call... This week's story from the table. Woo-hoo. Yes, ma'am. So... For you guys that have been here since the first episode, and a long even time ago. a long time ago now, uh, if you listened to last week's episode, you somewhat heard of a dramatic but yet true story of our plans to host a Bible study kind of flopped on us, and through that experience, we learned to live in the discomfort of making the one guy that showed up feel valued, and so yes, this, this leads us to... Um, this past week when we hosted the Bible study again and God literally, oh my goodness, just abundantly provided people. The our, doorbell kept ringing and it, I was like, what is happening? It kept going. It was, it once it got past one, like one person in our house, I was like, man, this is. We made it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, kudos to Mama Amy out here. Our new and dear friend, Amy, extended the invitation to all of her friends. And let us tell you, man, the power of community was definitely on display. I feel like oftentimes an invitation can be so much more powerful when your community rallies around you and they extend it into the corner of their own people. And we just felt so incredibly blessed by it. Yeah. 
And several of the people that came were relatively strangers to us and to each other. So that was powerful in that they just showed up to a stranger's house knowing that we were going to talk about the Word of God and that was enough for them to come. Um, and just seeing how everyone there had a different background, different story, different age. Um, but we all just got to sit around um, on couches and chairs and talk about God's Word together. And we've been in the book of James, which has been really fruitful and this week we read chapter two, which is partly on the sin of partiality. So we just wanted to share a little bit from what our what our group talked about in our discussion because it really connected to hospitality. It feels like everything connects to hospitality these days. But um, specifically, James 2, verse 1, and then I'm going to skip around a few verses. But it says, My brothers and sisters, believers in our Lord Jesus Christ, must not show favoritism. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, Here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, You stand there, or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? If you really keep the royal law found in Scripture love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. Mm. So this was just a powerful portion of scripture that we got to talk about as a group. Bella, do you want to just share kind of some of the key takeaways that we discussed? Yeah, so from our study, our friend Steph pointed out, and she, from this passage, had kind of shared with the group that judging others is discrediting the value God has placed on their lives and elevating my own opinion of someone over God's opinion of them is to show partiality and we've missed the mark on that yeah and I think it's true like partiality can exist outside of the home like when we're thinking about hospitality we usually think of it as inside the home but we can be practicing or not practicing hospitality every day of our lives every moment of our lives wherever we are and That happens a lot in public, at the grocery store, at the coffee shop, at church. And as we're interacting with strangers or people that maybe are acquaintances and we just don't know their whole story, it's so easy to judge people quickly and to make assumptions of them um, before actually getting to know them. And just even on physical appearance, like the scripture was talking about, um, based on fine clothes or someone that looks like they're struggling more or someone that, you know, looks different than us. It sounds silly when you say that out loud, but I think it's true. Like, I do this all the time, um, and yet Christ is saying, like, that is a sin, and we're called to not show partiality as Christians because Christ did not show partiality. He invited anyone and everyone into his home, and even out on the streets, he interacted with the poor, the rich, the the famous, the lowly, um, the sick, the sinners, and that's just the heart posture we should we should follow um, outside and inside the home. So that was just really convicting and challenging. Yes, someone who practices this very well is our dear friend Wendy Trigstead, who we're going to be interviewing today. And Wendy is a mom of our dear friend from college, Emily Trigstead. Woo! Hello, Shout Emily. Out. <laughs> and when this hospitality project was starting up in January, Kenzie had asked her to kind of speak into the project just because of her expertise and wisdom. And Wendy is a mom, a wife, a believer, and the founder of the Peaceful Homestead. And so today we're going to be discussing how she creates peace in her home in order for her family and guests to feel welcomed. Yes, we hope you enjoy this conversation. 
Wendy, thank you so much for being here and joining us on the Always Invited podcast. We're so happy to have you. Um, I just want to thank you personally, too, for context. Wendy has been a part of this whole process from back in January when I shared with her that I was doing this project and her experience and expertise in the home and lifestyle industry. I wanted her to speak into it. And so you came in April. April 1st to the Art of Hospitality Gathering, came all mm-hmm. the way from Idaho Ooh. to join us and speak on the panel, which was such a blessing to everyone. Mm-hmm. And I've just been blown away by your support and love throughout the whole process. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. That That's an encouragement to me. And the event was amazing. I learned so much and mm-hmm. I it's easy to encourage you. You have a lot of wisdom to offer both of you at such a young age. And so I think it's amazing. And I want to spur you on to use your voice because I think it's needed. Mm -hmm. Thank Thank you. you. So sweet. Oh my goodness. Well, before the tears start rolling, Wendy, please, we just want you to introduce yourself, where you're from, even though we kind of covered that already. And typically what does like a five days a week. What do you do for work? And also everything about where you live. Sure. Awesome. Well, my name is Wendy and I am a wife of 26 years. I have together with my husband, four children and three are launched. So we have one teenager at home. So life is a little bit quieter and I'm getting used to that, but I love Idaho. It's so beautiful. We have four seasons and I just, I love this beautiful state. Would not want to live anywhere else. Hmm. That's sweet. So you, now that you only have one kid at home, what does your five days a week look like most of the time? Yeah. Five days a week pretty much looks like every day, which looks like my seven days a week. Yeah. I, I get the, the blessing of caring for my home and family and it's, my favorite thing. I really feel like that's what the Lord has called me to do. I do have a background in education. I have an elementary education degree, and I really have used that so much in teaching people about the home and organizing my own home and developing systems. I really realized that some of the things that I put into practice in my schoolroom that worked to keep, you know, 15, 20 kids organized, Mm -hmm. really work in my own home as well. So that degree, although I didn't use it for very many years has really served me well. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. So that's, I also hang out on Instagram at the peaceful homestead. You can find me there. Yes. In a number of shenanigans. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of that peaceful homestead, um, I just admire the the space and the community you've created online. I think it's really helpful and unique and just you have a unique voice on the internet, which mm-hmm. in a place that can get really crowded and noisy, I think you do a great job of bringing mm-hmm. value. So do you want to just explain um, kind of how that got started? What was the vision, the purpose behind it? Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you. I I would say about six years ago, we had the opportunity to design and build our home. Mm -hmm. And this was just a great experience. And I was sharing on my personal 
private Instagram page about that. And then I decided to just kind of keep the home life and the build life separate and have it kind of all archived in one space that I would just create another account. And then as the kids rolled around to school and our little one was in full time at the time for the first time, I had, again, time on my hands and by the encouragement of my older daughters, they said, mom, why don't you open this up to the public? People are doing that and you can share. And so like, you know, I think I'll do that. I'll give it a go. And it became just a wonderful creative outlet for me. I, I would say Instagram has changed a lot. Mm -hmm. And so while it can be a frustrating place for people, I would say for me, it's just been a huge blessing. I've met actual real life friends there. Um, It has just been such an uplifting place for me. And I don't know, I'm just, I I hold it loosely and very Mm open-handedly to see like what the Lord will do, but yeah. It's been fun. And that's just kind of how it got started. Just very organically. I really don't have a plan. I just kind of share what I feel led to share. Yeah. I love it. I always love seeing your stories and tips and yeah, (laughs) like the little mini series that you do. I think my personal favorite was the one on hospitality. Yes. (laughs) And just I think personally learning so much from that and just how encouraging it was. And like you were saying, just in a world of social media, it's so hard to get lost in the negativity of it. But I just think you've done an incredible job in executing it and being a light there. And even then just, I see so much of that in Emily, even going to school with her and she's just such a light as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. I, I do try, I'm a positive person. I would say my glass is overflowing, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to pretend like I can't get kind of blinded by some of the hoops that you're expected to jump through on social media. And that's when I know that it's time for me to take a break. And I've, I've Mm -hmm. taken several social media fasts and, and breaks. And I suggest anybody to do that. If you're finding yourself kind of playing the comparison game or you're finding that, you're placing value in likes and shares and, and numbers and analytics. I've been there and I think that's a good time to take a break. Yeah. See maybe how the Lord might redirect you. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, I know you talk a lot about on, on Instagram and your website, creating peace in the home and doing that you create systems that are kind of structure for rhythms and routines that create peace and I think that's something I love that you talk about just as you invite people over to your home those systems and routines help you create space for people to feel at peace in your in your own home can Mm -hmm. you just describe what that looks like for you and kind of those systems that you you talk about yeah first I'll say what it isn't and it isn't with the end goal in mind that everything looks perfect Mm -hmm everything you can take a white glove to and that everything has to stay looking like a magazine because that's not my goal. Um, nor do I want to be the person to go into someone's house and get them organized. There, there are great people that do that. And I think that that's a valuable service, but I really want to get to the heart of why 
people struggle with stuff and why people don't feel at peace in their home. And, and I like to share tips in regard to that inner peace, which we know as believers, our ultimate peace comes from Jesus. It comes from being in relationship with our creative father who created us to then be creative, which is wild to just think about that trickle down effect, but it's true. He's so loving and creative and he wants us to create. Um, and so with that, that's our, that's our first innermost piece. And then if people are struggling with peace in their home, then I would ask the questions, well, what's your relationship like with stuff? And I went through all of that really, when we moved, I kind of said, I'm going to have to move everything in this entire house. (laughs) And we were like 20 years into marriage with four kids. It was like overwhelming. And so I just decided I'm going to go through everything with a fine tooth comb. I'm going to establish just healthy boundaries with my stuff, dive deep into what my relationship is like with my stuff. And I want to know where everything is. (laughs) And I will tell you that the, the less you have, the easier it is to manage. And therefore, if you have those systems in place, like just a place for everything, a a system for knowing where the pens are, knowing where the hair products are, knowing this is where we keep the bowls and they're there always, that kind of thing. And not storing things in multiple places. You have those kinds of systems dialed. And I, I mean, I could give you so many examples of systems, but it's basically just a habit of putting things where they need to go. Mm -hmm. It helps everyone so that you can be on the same page as a team. And then you're not freaked out when someone stops by or asks if they can come over or you want to invite someone over. You don't have to like overhaul the house in order to do that because the piece is there and you're working the systems and it's, it's like a well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's such a beautiful picture. A well-oiled machine. Oh, (laughs) That's so nice. Yeah. There's a lot of drawers in my house that could be better organized. There's a lot of things in my life that could be more well-oiled. Yeah. Well, I think all of us have been there and I talk a lot about that on my page. Anything that I'm sharing with you was born out of struggle. (laughs) Anything that I'm sharing with you, I learned as a very young bride who had to figure a lot of things out the hard way. And then I started my unhealthy relationship with stuff. I was really good at collecting things, not so good at practicing getting rid of things. So if I got something now, I would say, okay, one in one out. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just got a sweater. What sweater can I get rid of? If I can't, then why'd I just get a sweater? And those are things that I have just, I have learned the hard way. I don't sit here as an expert. I sit here as a recovering, unorganized stuff manager. Mm. So kind of going off of that, speaking of stuff and just not feeling prepared to host people, um, I know there could be stress attached to when, like you mentioned, people are like last minute, 
oh, can I stop by? Or I'm in town. Can I have dinner with you guys or spend the night? And that can be very stressful for people because there's no time to prep. Um, but how do you, speaking to the systems and maybe other methods you have, how do you create peace in the home so that you're ready to host people at any time and make them feel at home? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say that the first thing that that struck me in that question that you just asked is making them feel welcome in the home. Mm -hmm. And that really is the goal. I think that we all have probably been somewhere where the host was maybe running around a little frantic and you just pick up on that, that, I don't know, just that spirit, that energy. And it just, it, it makes you just feel like, should I be here? I don't know if I should yeah. be here. I was invited, but I don't know what to do. Should I help? I don't want to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, but this, I'm, this is very, this looks very stressful. I don't feel welcome. And I mean, I was at a party, it was years ago. My husband and I didn't even have children. We were invited to like this kind of backyard dinner party and the host and hostess um, visited with one couple the entire time. There were many other people there, but they, I think they said hello, but then went over here and were just monopolized with this other couple. And we were like, what do we do? Yeah. What, I mean, why, why are we here? And so what you said was making people feel welcome. That is the feeling that we want people to feel because they won't likely remember all the details. Like we remember as we're putting the party together, but they are definitely going to remember how they felt. Mm -hmm. So if somebody says, Hey, we're in town, I'm going to say, absolutely come on over. And some of the ways that I can just have a stress-free time is if it's super last minute, we're ordering pizza. I'll throw together a salad and I'm going to be super present to be able to, to visit and pour into them and have conversation. If I've got a little bit more time left, then I might do some like primping around the house, but I, again, know where the sheets are. And so I can make up a quick bed. I can, even if it's super last minute, say, here are the clean sheets and I can put them on the end of the bed. I know I wouldn't mind that if I came last minute to someone's home, if they, yeah. if they needed a place to rest their head. And so I oftentimes say like, okay, why am I being so hard on myself when if the tables were turned and I were visiting someone, I wouldn't look right. at their baseboards. I wouldn't look if there's spots on the windows. I, you know, none of those things that can sometimes bother me. Do I even look at, I just want to be with them. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to focus on. Yeah. And I think one of those things about being present is putting your phone away and actually engaging your guests with questions and being interested in valuing them the person mm -hmm. right in front of you versus all the other things that you could be thinking about or distracted with. Um, mm -hmm. Even like friends that I'll have over sometimes and it's more casual. I've noticed that where it's like, okay, even though it's a casual hangout, why are we all on our phones? Like that's mm -hmm. not making them mm -hmm. feel welcome 
my home or like I could be spending my time elsewhere is what I'm communicating my mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I'm not really present in this moment with you. And you can recognize that too. Sometimes when you're having a conversation with someone and you can, you can almost see sometimes people's eyes wander or just even the looking down those subtle gestures of looking at your phone or looking at your watch or scanning the room. All of those things are, are things to be aware of the, the, our face, our countenance, just smiling, um, nodding, not just thinking about what you're going to say next, but really being an active listener. I think those are, I'm so glad that you brought that up about the phone because those little things, I don't think people would maybe consider Mm -hmm. an act of hospitality, but if we're saying that it's feeling welcome, Mm -hmm. then it, it should include all those things. Yeah. We've, yeah. we've made it about so many other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. About the meal and the, mm-hmm. the dishes and the, the environment, mm-hmm. how clean everything mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Which is all great. I don't want to pretend like I don't love all those things right. because I do, but you can get too focused on it. And if you can, if you're too focused on the dishes and the baseboards, then yeah. And if it's last minute, you can't prepare all those things in time. So it's like, forget about it. But if it's not about that, then come on over. I mean, when you think about last minute, like how cool is last minute? Because that means these people had like a change of plans likely, or they're doing something spontaneous and they thought, what could we do? Let's call, you know, let's call Kinsey. Let's, yeah. let's go over there. Let's hit them up. And, and that's pretty cool that last minute somebody thought of you. I guess you could be offended, but goodness, somebody wants to head your way. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, even tonight, <laughs> our AC is broken at the moment. And so our friend in Waco or texted her, we're like, would it be possible to spend the night at your house? Because we are, it's like 95 degrees in our mm-hmm. house. She's like, of course, come on over. There's a bed. I was like, oh, what girl. do you guys want for dinner? Yeah. Like, seriously? That's, a, that's amazing. I mean, here you are just having displayed to you the very thing that you're both passionate about. Yeah. It's Love that. What a, <laughs> what a cool example. Yeah. Well, kind of moving on to the next question. Um, your family is very special. I, you're just, you guys are so beautiful. And <laughs> something that I've been wanting to know is how do you practice being hospitable to your own household and your own family? Oh, okay. This is good. I love this question. So I have some practical things, but the, the first thing that came to my mind, just I'll answer as the mom is I think that it's important to know your people's love language. Mm -hmm. So for those listening, there are five love languages. It's like acts of service, quality time, gifts, words of affirmation, um, physical touch. And so knowing my kids, my husband, 
knowing what their love language is has been really impactful because I can leave somebody a little note. Mm -hmm. I can put a little gift on their bed with having kids leave and come back. I can have like my daughter-in-law's favorite flower next to the bedside where she and my son will be staying. I can have um, late chats. I can stay up and have chats. I can be available when one of the older kids says, Hey, can you FaceTime? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can do that. You know, I can stop what I'm doing. I can stop scrubbing those baseboards. You're going to think like, what's her deal with baseboards? But <laughs> You really like clean baseboards. <laughs> right. I just think like, that's just an example of, okay, that's who we, I can sit and I can FaceTime, you know, who cares about them? And so just knowing those love languages and really what speaks to them. Um, I have experienced hospitality from my people in my own home. So when someone kicks on the hot water for tea in the morning, that is such a blessing for me. Cause that just says that somebody thought of mom, somebody knows when she wakes up, that's what she's going for or having like a cup set out with a tea bag in it or leaving me a little note. Um, I love words of affirmation. I think just being really personal with um, one's needs, mm -hmm. and then you can really speak to that through hospitality. Yeah, I think it's true. Like whether it's roommates or your siblings or your own family, friends, you can become so casual with the people you live with because you're just doing everyday life with them and forget to value them in those unique and intentional ways. So mm -hmm. I love that question too, because it's, it's thinking of hospitality, not just as the strength, the outsider coming in, but the people that are already there. Mm -hmm. And that again, reaffirms that hospitality is a lifestyle. It's not just an occasion when people come over, but you're doing this day in and day out with people. And like you said, FaceTiming, that's not in your house. That's just leaving time in your day, being available mm -hmm. to your daughter, that's mm -hmm. being hospitable. So, well, because how much of life, when we look back on our days and I'm definitely more mature than you both in, in years, um, when we look back, how much of it is about stuff or is about the setting or is about the food. I mean, not that we don't have memories that surround those things, but it's about the time spent together. It's about the memories made. It doesn't really matter about some of those other details that we've made hospitality out to be. And, and I think with the almost empty nest, I can, I can say that wholeheartedly because as I look back, I know the things that I hold on to. Yeah. I think it's the little things that end up being the big things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they always do. What is some advice you would give to young women who are wanting to grow in the art of hospitality? Mm. The first piece of advice is that pursuing hospitality is a biblical calling for all of us. It's not optional. It's not something that you were gifted with and she wasn't or vice versa. So quit the comparison game and it says in Romans 12, 13 to 
share with the Lord's people in need and pursue hospitality. And that word pursue means like I'm following after something or I'm chasing after something. And we often hear about, hear this word pursue, like in relationships, right? We know what that means. Pursue doesn't mean I got it down. I got it right here. We are done. No pursue means you're actively going forward. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't mean it doesn't say master it. It doesn't say, um, that you are perfect at it. It says pursue hospitality, which means just get started, just Mm -hmm. put one foot in front of the other. So how do you do that? And as a young lady with maybe a roommate or an apartment, or I can't even stick things on the wall, or like, I don't even have room. You just do it. You just invite somebody over sitting on the sofa, offering someone a glass of water, giving your time and conversation is hospitality. If you want to take it a step further, I think themes make everything easy. So have breakfast for dinner. Everybody brings something to put on a charcuterie board and let's just see what we whip up. Um, Everybody wears a certain color. Um, It just makes everybody feel like they're part of the party, that they're part of the planning instead of you're over here on a pedestal orchestrating this event and all your minions are down there. And that's not what it's about. Hospitality includes everyone. But I think just get started and just have fun with it and just take, take any pressure that you're feeling and just wad it up in a ball and throw it out the window. If I could tell my younger self anything, I would just say, what, why the stress? Yeah. So good. Just go for it and be silly. Like maybe you're like, I don't have anything. So it's a raid the cupboard party and we're going to have you know, some leftover gummy worms and some cereal. <laughs> That's it. funny. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody right. cares. Right. Well, thank you so much, Wendy, for your time, your wisdom. Wow. I feel so encouraged. I just want to go have breakfast for dinner now. Yeah. And invite a bunch yes. of people over. <laughs> yes. Yes. Breakfast for dinner forever. Yes. Well, if you want to do a quick little shout out where people can find you on Instagram and your website, that would be wonderful. Sure. I'm just over at the Peaceful Homestead on Instagram and on my website, thepeacefulhomestead.com. And we, I'm just like excited for you too, as you enter this new season, as we're entering a new season, you're entering a new season because we're your daughter's age and you know that we just blew the coop. So (laughs) I'm excited (laughs) for you and our parents to discover what hospitality looks like in this new season. Cause now you have more time on your hands to maybe invite other people over or mm-hmm. just gotta, you're, you'll have eyes to see what the Lord wants you to do at that time. So. Yeah. Thank you for that. I pray that I do have eyes to see, and maybe it looks like traveling and being hospitable in other places and going where they are. Um, I'm excited. The world's your oyster all over again. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you so much again. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to continue listening to your podcast and following this 
ministry, you both bring so much wisdom to the table, literally to the table. To the table. Oh, Ooh, that was so good. Oh my goodness. I loved the way she explained how she is hospitable to her family through knowing their love languages. And I just think it creates such a beautiful atmosphere where people can feel seen, known, and loved. Yeah. Even tying it back to the beginning, what we were talking about in our story from the table, like seeing strangers that way as well, um, just loving them in general and seeing them and valuing them um, in public, whoever God places in our paths, and just making no assumptions of who they are and what their story is, showing hospitality to whoever comes across our path. Yeah. Well, thanks again so much, everyone, for pulling up a chair and listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and remember, you're always invited.